If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Okay, we're all in take five. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all sports leader, the Horn. That's right, it's Ian Rod B. And the tube of chorizo through the glass, as he just described himself. <laughs> and a wife pleaser t shirt. Wife pleaser! I like that, actually. Actually, feels more palatable to wear it now. Uh, yeah. wife I agree. I actually feel better about saying it and wearing it. I'm never going to call it that. I'm going to call it a wife pleaser because I'm a wife pleaser. Okay. I do it every day. I try to please my wife. I wake up every day. How can I please if this one? You're woman? not a wife pleaser. You're a wife leaver. <laughs> if you don't please her, she's going to leave you. <laughs> it's like the NFL, the not for long league. Damn right. <laughs> Get it right. The um, NFL. Remember Jerry Glanville telling that official oh, that? Not for long. Not for We've long. Been making, making calls like that. <laughs> and you know what? It stuck. And trust me, I played in that league, and it is a not for long league. Yeah, well, Not and, for long. And we'll but recap some of these can. preseason games coming up because, uh, as you said mm. yesterday, uh, six and a half, seven years into the NFL, this was your time of year, man. You had to shine in August, oh, baby. This is mo- Most of the NFL is full of jabronis and jags like Rod B. You're going to play for three to five years. And this is your chance to shine, to put film out there so that if you are cut and if you don't make the team, then some other team may look at you and go, hey, you know what, I love the way that kid performed in this game. Sometimes when you are cut, it's not necessarily all your fault. It's a depth chart issue. It is a numbers issue. Yeah, yeah. depth chart issue, that kind of stuff. No, money. Money plays a big role in that, too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's not always your fault. So you just try to look for a shot. Agreed. By the way, on that Phil Mickelson conversation we've been having this morning, the new book coming out. By the way, the book is called... Uh, by Billy Walton, a former professional golfer, uh, professional gambler, I should say, not professional golfer. Uh, the, the, it's called Gambler, The Secrets mm. f- Secrets from a Life at Risk. Oh, so it's not that, about Phil. Is it, is a, it's, it's got Phil excerpts in it, or is it all about Phil? Is it like, no, it's Billy Walton's book. So it's just Remember, ex- he's been, he's, so excerpts about Phil in it, stories about him. Well, but, Billy Walton okay. has a checkered past. He was a professional gambler. He was okay. uh, convicted of insider trading oh, okay. in 2017. So he's, he's a shady, shady boots. Well, this is who Phil was running around with. <laughs> shady. He, Phil likes shady guys. Well, to live in a world where you would spend, you gamble a billion dollars. You got to, yeah, you, you got to hang around some shady people. You, nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, think of Michael Jordan, right? I mean, he's hanging around some shady people. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. yeah, you, you got to hang with some shade if you're going there, right? I mean, that's just kind of the deal. And um, so, but by the way, that, that $1 billion in total bet estimate that Billy Walton makes in the book was over a 30 year period. Ah, there you go. See, this is like the Wilt Chamberlain 20,000 women. Discussion so and he slept with twenty thousand women in his life, and it's like, well, you gotta look. What age did he start? <laughs> and what age did he throw that number out there? Do you do the math about? All right, well, it's one point something women per day. Well, he liked threesomes and menage trois. Did he have an orgy or two? How did you get the numbers? And how? Well, you know what I mean. Was he an orgy guy? Not an orgy guy. That kind of stuff. So we don't really know. And you like over thirty years. I mean, it's a lot more reasonable. That makes realistic. sense. Yeah. 
And uh, he said, as we said earlier today, that Phil Mickelson uh, yesterday at the Live event did uh, deny that he ever bet on the Ryder Cup. Now, by by the way, Rod, there is – there's a way where that's both true, that Billy Walton says Phil tried to bet on the Ryder Cup, but I wouldn't make the bet for him. He tried. He tried. Yeah. But I said, you're you're crazy. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing that. You're playing in this event. We're not betting on that. You ever heard of Pete Rose, he said? Um, He said, but so, so Phil said yesterday in a written statement, I never bet on the Ryder Cup. Okay. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. But it doesn't mean you didn't try to. (laughs) (laughs) He never said I didn't try to bet. I did not bet. Those are the facts, okay? Now was I di- was I dissuaded from what that? I, what I have? So get your facts straight. <laughs> exactly. And uh, his statement went on to say, "Well, I know it was well known. I always enjoy a friendly wager on the course. I would never undermine the integrity of the game. I've also been very open about my gambling addiction. I've gotten previously oh. conveyed my remorse, took responsibility, have gotten help, and been fully committed to therapy that has positively impacted me." And I feel good about where I am he now. He called it an addiction, so he understands he's got a well, battle. That's why I mentioned a battle that, ahead that of him. Yeah. We played that, and we'll we'll reset it coming up. But that's you know we played that clip of he and Bryson DeChambeau. That was recent. <laughs> so if he's no longer if he's been through the counseling and he's still, <laughs> all right, what are we playing for? <laughs> well, because like everybody's a, everybody's he's definition different. of addiction is a little different. So maybe he thinks that's friendly wagering, recreational, yeah, just for and addiction is something else to him. But yeah, that's a. There's a rabbit hole I'm not willing to go down. Yeah, that, that's not a big deal. We're putting a G on the front nine. Okay, no big deal. Exactly. If it was a meal, okay, then that's addiction. All right, 100,000, okay, that's addiction. 1,000, that's nothing. Pocket change. G. It's Pocket a, you got change. it in the bag right here. Do you think Come him on. and Tiger ever just went out there, played each other one-on-one? That's for, good they don't too. like each other. I don't know that they've ever played. I mean, they played practice rounds together, I'm sure, especially they played together in the Ryder Cup at times, and it never went good. Tiger doesn't like Phil, and Phil doesn't like Tiger. These are friendly wagers, and Aiden, they're not friendly. Well, because look, I mean, okay, so your point about there's levels to the addiction, I guess. That, yeah. Eh, that G on the front nine, no I mean, big that's deal. nothing. According to the book, he lost nearly 100 million gambling, averaged nine pet bets per day in 2011, and in one day during that year made 43 bets on Major League Baseball in one day. 43, 43. in one day. <laughs> Chasing that money. I know what else was he doing that day? They're just sitting around, just betting, like literally just on the couch, just betting. Like what? What else could you do? I that think at day? that point, you're not even watching the games. It, yeah, exactly. That's that's a great point. It's not. Yeah, it's that's like, one piece of great advice that Bucky gave me. Great point. Was he's like, don't even watch the game. He's just like, place the bet, go to bed, wake up in the morning, you feel a lot better. <laughs> See, that's way. I, I disagree <laughs> with my man on that all the way through. I, a lot of times, if I did wager, it was because I wanted to. I wanted to have something to make me watch the game. That's the issue. It incentivized <laughs> you to watch it. Yeah. yeah. That's what fantasy football is. That's what the March Madness is. Right, March exactly. Madness is the only reason people exactly. watch is because they got money on the game or a bracket or whatever. Well, a lot of people golf is that way. If there's not mm-hmm. anything I'm playing for, then I don't want to do it. What the hell am I doing out here? Too damn hot out here. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, uh, yeah, I told you I got into fantasy football in the 90s when the Oilers left for Tennessee and I didn't have a team. I was like, okay, I'm in sports radio too, so I need to watch a bunch of games and I don't mm-hmm. have a team. So I'll play fantasy football. That'll force me to watch, not force me, but I'll be compelled to watch all these games, see how my players do. And then I'll know more about these games. And uh, 
Um, you know, but yes, I, I see the point. I don't understand making a bet and then not watching, waking up and reading the box score. That well, I think would... it's the is it, and you let us know, Ty, because you gamble a lot. Is it just uh, the thrill of watching and sometimes the, I guess, the agony of it too? Is yes. The agony that the, the, oh. the anxiety that sports yes. betting has okay. caused me yeah. in the past few years. I mean, that's just too stressful. Too well, yeah, stressful. but that well, makes when you win. That's why I stopped. Right? Yeah, the thrill has got to be great, though. The thrill when you win. But we all, we, that's the whole point that's of the gambling. Dopamine. Yeah. All, that's <laughs> the dopamine. Yeah. That's the dopamine. Yeah, yeah. And that's proven. But, I mean, the, the idea, I mean, there was a year where I got probably too far into it. And so I'd be like tied. I'd make a bet at the noon game. And then I'd make a bet at the three. And if it was going good. Yeah. And then I'd going. bet on the, noon, the Sunday night game. And, uh, okay, let's keep this rolling. Or chasing. And I, to the to, to Bucky's point, oh, I, I, was the, I was the opposite. Well, chasing that's dangerous. never good, never yeah. good. If you're trying to make up, because that's usually how you end up in a big hole come Monday morning. But um, <laughs> but Sunday, but so if I had made a bet on the Sunday night game, to Bucky's point about going to sleep, I could never go to sleep. I I would lay there and just think about how I'd have to wake up and go watch it. There'd just be no way. I could I, just <laughs> I, yeah. That's that's how I am. He was trying to help me. I think, but I, I that, the issue is I bet on games just because I'm bored. You know, I, I have, oh, that is that's dangerous. And so I've tried to stop doing that. That's yeah. why I'm taking a bit of a hiatus till. Atta boy. Till Good football. for you. Uh, uh, self discipline. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Hey, let's get to the uh, headlines of the morning. It oh, is uh, a lot a jam packed news desk. <laughs> Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. The ever growing Top Gun Equipment Rentals. Start with Texas football. Huge recruiting win for the Longhorns yesterday. Colin Simmons, number one overall recruit in the state of Texas for the class of 2024, and the top 10 national prospect committed to the Horns over uh, Texas. Uh, chose Texas over LSU and Miami. 6'3", 225 pounds, senior to be at Duncanville High, was the MVP of last year's state championship game in the win over North Shore on defense. How about his junior year? 33 tackles for loss, 22 and a half sacks, 45 quarterback hurries as a junior. Uh, Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian has now landed the state's best defensive player in back-to-back cycles. Denton Ryan linebacker Anthony Hill already on campus. And Colin Simmons says that Sark was a big part of this decision. Amazing coach. Like, you can tell he's family-oriented, and they, that's that's what I look for the most is family, like, in the school. And the way he treats me and my family when we step on campus is just amazing. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I mean... I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Like You just got to go feel it for yourself. There you go. There's Colin Simmons. Uh, high praise for the head coach there. NFL Thursday night football preseason doubleheader last night to launch a busy NFL weekend. Houston Texans opened the D'Amico Ryans era with a win in New England, 20-9. Rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, a short debut, had two series, went two for four, did throw an interception. Davis Mills, the starter of the last couple years in Houston, relieved him, uh, threw, played better, threw a six-yard touchdown pass to rookie wideout Tank Dell. Case Keenum also threw a touchdown pass. Story of the night, though, Houston's defense, they limited the Patriots to just 164 total yards on the night. Also last night, Seattle top Minnesota 24-13. Six more preseason games tonight on a Friday night in the NFL, including Bijan. Robinson and the Atlanta Falcons in Miami to face the Dolphins. Six more on Saturday, including the Cowboys, opening their preseason slate hosting Jacksonville up in Arlington. Two more games coming Sunday uh, to wrap up the weekend. In baseball, Rangers lead atop the L West, stands at two and a half games over the Astros headed into the weekend. Texas enjoyed a day off yesterday. They will open a series in San Francisco tonight. Houston fell in Baltimore yesterday afternoon looking for the sweep. Five to four, the Orioles avoid it. Houston will open up a weekend home series with the Angels tonight at Minute Maid Park. Justin Verlander Back on the bump tonight, his first start in front of the home fans since being reacquired. Dell Diamond last night, Round Rock pounded Albuquerque again, 15-1. to E-Train have scored 35 runs in the first three games of that series. They'll try to keep it going tonight on a fireworks Friday 
uh, at 7.05 in golf. Jordan Spieth, your leader after one round in Memphis at the St. Jude's Championship, the FedEx St. Jude's. He shot a 7-under 63 yesterday, one up on Tom Kim. Second round tees off today. St. Jude, of course, the first leg of the PGA Tour's three-week playoff run and the run to the FedEx Cup. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Riddles and Lawn Equipment. Top Guns join forces with the legendary Austin Outdoor Power to give you the best lines of outdoor power equipment and fastest repair turnaround times in town. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Um, I didn't get into this in uh, bullish or BS because uh, we uh, we did run out of time. Did you see CDC tweet out the video of the new burnt orange LED light experience at DKR? I did. You see this? Looking pretty good, he said. It looks pretty damn good. It looks nice, man. So and the it, LED lights now can light up in burnt orange. Burnt orange, yeah. That's it, pretty. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's pretty cool. Uh, so give CDC some credit for that. I, I want to say people are, he was people were talking about this like last year via Twitter asking CDC if he could make something like this happen. One of the things you got to love about CDC might be the most ex, uh, uh, ex, accessible the program director, uh, athletic director, I should say, in the country. Yeah, I mean, he's, you can tweet right at him. You can tweet right at him. He, and he, he responds to what may be, hell, I don't, they may be bots for all I know. I mean, they don't even look like he's real people. Got they got group. eggs. They only have. I think a lot of it's him. But I would also say he you don't tweet at him and ask him if he's going to fire Tom Herman. That, that yeah, one, that nothing one like that. Go. But yeah, if, it's a, if it's a constructive <laughs> right. tweet, like it's actually something. And it could be something trivial, like, oh, man, the restroom lines are really long, CDC. And he's like, I'm going to look into that. <laughs> he, and he actually will look into it. I, maybe he's got people well, responding gonna, to it, but uh, he will look into it. I'm going to tweet CDC this weekend and say, can we get some free water at the uh, Rice game at 2.30? <laughs> can we get some free bottled water? Or, or like, you know, I mean, I'll say this for Texas, and I'm not kidding about this being trivial. That game, we had somebody tweet Texas yesterday because we talked about the heat that it's going to be on September the 3rd. Oh. I mean, and he said, look, I'm an EMT, and I was at the Alabama game, and we ran out of stretchers. To roll people, people out of there. People are passing out. With heat, I, I heat, believe heat it. exhaustion. I believe it. And this game, well, cross your fingers, maybe there'll be some cloud cover and a storm will come through. You'd rather play that game in the rain than in this, what we're dealing with now, over 50 days, 100 plus now, uh, and the streak continues. But at 2.30, I mean, you're playing in the teeth of the heat and, and the fans are sitting in it from 2.30 until, what, 6, 6.30? Um, you know, if you go to music festivals, you can bring your own water bottle and you can fill up at the aqua station, at the water station. Yes, sir. I mean, I, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. I mean, instead of charging $4 for a bottle of water, whatever it is. But, yeah, if you, you know, and I, I know that's a big change, but, man, it is. That would just be a suggestion because if you ever go to a music festival like ACL Fest, you can bring, you know, a bladder to fill up or a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And you just, and I know they have those. I, I've seen them down in the North End Zone area before you go up the stairs, right when you get to the top of the stairs by the Hall of Fame. They have this big jug of water. Why, well, let people bring a water bottle just to Not refill it on multiple occasions. Got to do something because that is, you know, and Texas will say, rightfully, we can't control the kick time because that's TV driven. That's where Fox TV wants it. Which is Fox true. pays all the bills. Yeah. Um, so we're playing at 2.30. We would, if it were a Longhorn Network game, it would be seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. I think there's any doubt about that. But you know, just oh, just a suggestion. Yeah, no, you're right. The Alabama game, though, it was such an event. Um, it, it it felt like it was a music fest because outside of the stadium, you couldn't even move in certain well, parts sure around the stadium. The, so it was a it, it. I'm sure that yes, yeah, so, like you're right. Yeah, the, the hype. So people were out there for even longer. 
Yeah. They were out there for even longer. I'm sure a lot of that heat exhaustion <laughs> wasn't just the game. It was you know, the tailgating and partying and all night and then morning. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but, but, but. But I like, I like what you said, though. Hydration is the key. Well, and you People know hydrate. that at the ACL Fest, right? That's going to be hot. And so, yeah. yeah, they try to make sure. And they sell, they make plenty of money on beer sales yeah. and food and you guys sales. Are, and you know they're drinking a lot of alcohol and they're spending money there, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. That's a good, responsible approach to it. Yeah. Hey, so, um, Rod, it's uh, it's good stuff. We're talking Phil Mickelson and gambling. Somebody said, guys, if you're an addicted gambler, whether you're betting a thousand or betting a million, it's still gambling. Which to, to the Phil Mickelson point, but uh, you know, you, does the sex addiction work well, like I mean, that too? Sure, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, whether it's put, an orgy or whether it's yeah, just missionary, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, addicted, I that? guess you um, <laughs> you're not a golf fan much, no. but uh, t- I mean, I guess the question is for our golf fans: do you do you think of Phil Mickelson differently now? Big picture. Does it does this tarnish oh, his legacy? Um, I like him more. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I really didn't like him before all this. Now you're in. He's a villain now, that's for sure. Oh, he's, he's taking on that role. He's a real villain now. He was right, he wasn't a villain before. Well the quote the live from, thing now made him officially the, a villain. The quote from the author of the book, Billy Walton, that he says he told Mickelson he wouldn't make the bet on the Ryder Cup. He says, You're a modern day Arnold Palmer. Like, what are you doing? Wow. And if you put it in that verdict, I mean, Arnold Palmer is the most popular one of the most popular sports figures ever. Arnie, Arnie's Army. Arnold Palmer, the drink. People the, people bring up the drink without even knowing who the hell Arnold Palmer is. Yeah, the first is. person <laughs> of the real pitch pitch man out there, right, yeah, doing no commercials. He, he's one of the first person to market himself that way. And so that's what Billy Walton's on. Dude, you're Arnold Palmer. Don't. Well, now Phil, it's flipped. 180. He's, yeah, he went he's from, a villain. He went from Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hogan. Now he's Hollywood Hogan. Yeah, well, yeah what, <laughs> what do they call that in, uh, in, in, the in wrestling? The heels or whatever? Yeah, the right? heel turn. Yeah, he's a heel turn. Yeah. Yep, no doubt. No question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a different because again through Phil's career he's he was kind of lumpy lefty right he was overweight the uh, the player other players Pudgy. didn't like him much remember they didn't like because him they but the fans fake. liked him they thought he was fake and he was yeah uh, and <laughs> he was cocky knew. yeah uh, and arrogant and all that stuff you know but he had the he, he had the fans the fans loved Phil Mickelson mm-hmm. you know his wife the, the the blonde from Arizona State the cheerleader and then of course she her battle with breast cancer was a great oh you right. story that was and, uh, yeah. Uh, so the, it's 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 really flipped, obviously, with the live the, the decision to, to help push and start the live tour, and now this. And hey, what's the great quote from The Dark Knight? Either you die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. It's only a matter of time before you become a villain, anyway. If, you, if, you're, if you're out exactly, if you're out there in the public, you know, uh, public stratosphere, court of public opinion for so long, you're gonna become a villain because what was it? Is it Lou Holtz who said basically you lose ten percent of your fan base every year? And Mac, Mac Brown's a prime example. By the time Mac was here, people wanted him out. Now people love Mac. <laughs> but it's just something about being— Well, and the winning stopped for Mac, And too. the winning stopped, too. That didn't help. Winning, well, same thing with Phil. Yeah. You know, the winning stop, when the winning stops, you also kind of become part of being a well, villain, and that's when it starts. Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods, Woods. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, go behind—because we're going to talk to Jerry Hamilton coming up bottom of the hour. Jerry is a uh, perfect guest today because he was at Duncanville High School yesterday. He did the, the interview we've played the cuts from from Inside Texas. And InsideTexas.com on three sports. Uh, we'll talk to Jerry. What was the scene like when Colin Simmons made the decision? And that'll take us behind the burn orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same questions. What is behind that curtain? Hey, Rod, quick note from a texture. Texas football single-game tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. Oh, nice little uh, nugget there. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, you're going to need to get them while you can. Cause, uh, season tickets, tickets are now single games go on sale 10 o'clock today. Um, and the season tickets sold out, right? Sold, well, sold, yeah, sold out sold and out a, a new, new program high. 
Mm-hmm. And that was fast, too. Come, pushing uh, pushing 70,000 season yeah, tickets. People now. are really excited about the season. Okay, um, we have time to play a couple of cuts here from sure. Colin Simmons, and then we can get to the break so we can have Jerry. Is Jerry coming up next? Jerry at 830, yeah. Okay, so we'll get to these Colin Simmons because, matter of fact, Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas was the one actually doing the interview for this. So shout out to Inside Texas. Uh, they were the only ones, I believe, who got a Colin Simmons interview. So they sat down with him. Great coverage of the entire event over there at Inside Texas. So go check it out for yourself. Uh, the first cut and if it's um i don't know if it's something that is difficult to hear uh let me know uh ty because there's some banging in the background if i'm not mistaken do you remember this from the cut it sounds it sounds good is it sound okay okay um because i was wondering if it was you know if the audio if the audio was something that would be too annoying <laughs> to the to the folks out there all right so here is colin simmons he was on with the inside texas folks and he was asked about his official visit and what really changed things for him in terms of his decision um, after that official visit with Texas. Here is Colin Simmons with Inside Texas. I seen everything I needed to see. I seen everything I needed to see, every, like how everything will be set up, how, how the plan for me, the plan for me to be three and out, three years and out, two and a half years and out with my degree. I seen it, they showed it to me, they showed it how it would be placed and that's just, that's just, I knew, I knew it was time. All right, I knew it was time. <laughs> uh, he, he, you could tell he's going a lot on gut. Uh, e. Hogan played the cut earlier about Sark and, and how he talks about how Sark uh, approached his family and how Sark has, was really, really uh, amazing in terms of the relationship and the bond uh, that he forged with his family. And he basically just said, huh, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta feel it. All right. You got to be around this guy and see it for yourself uh, and see how real he is and to see how Sark is building the culture. Uh, so I think a lot of his decisions just kind of went on gut. I think mm-hmm. he was he was feeling uh, Texas and the program and feeling good about the the recruitment overall. Uh, so one more cut here. And this is Colin Simmons talking about the recruitment, talking about the entire recruitment process. And once again, I think, like I said, I think he made a gut decision just about how the the brand of Texas and playing for the brand made him feel. Here's Colin Simmons. Throughout the years, just throughout the months, throughout the days, I started at first, like in my recruitment, I was, you know, iffy, iffy. I was texting here and there. And then towards the middle, I started, you know, building that relationship and actually getting to know these coaches and see like the true them and the real them and see how they actually was in real life and, you know, just not on the phone. And I built that relationship and towards the end, I went back to how I started. Like I started, you know, dissing myself and seeing how they will react and seeing if they will still keep in communication with me or are they was, you know, leave me out the leave me out the, the bubble. I got you. Hey, by the way, I need to point out something to Colin because he doesn't know this. When you that pit hat you had on when you left your Texas official visit, uh-huh. that thing's um, yeah, that's in, uh, they're actually talking about a hat that he had on. Apparently, the hat that he had on sold out um, after he ma- made his announcement with that hat on. It sold out, and it sold out twice. Apparently, <laughs> when he's on his official visit, yes, he wore it on his official visit, Dang. and I believe it sold out then because he went on social media and took pictures with it. And then after he made his announcement, that same hat apparently sold out again because Longhorn fans like it so much. It was just a Texas hat, but looked pretty cool. But it shows you the influence of these young men, and it's probably the, the NIL game that you know they are also being pitched here, and that's a part of the recruitment process now. 
So Colin Simmons, I mean, Sark's, Sark's recruitment and the pitch, he loved it all. He loved the pitch from PK about how he was going to be utilized. Uh, he loved the uh, the pitch from Sark about the family and how it's a family atmosphere there. And apparently the, the official visit talked about everything about it, <laughs> um, that he saw everything he needed to see, whether it be on campus or whether it be from the coaches, the team. Um, it all they checked, Texas checked all the boxes with Colin Simmons. Yeah. Nice stuff right there. And we're speaking of that, that question about the hat, that was Jerry Hamilton asking that question. We'll talk to Jerry coming up uh, about Colin Simmons, ranked number eight overall in the nation, number one edge rusher in the uh, the composite for the class of 2024, the Longhorns' first five-star prospect to commit in the class of 2024 that is now ranked 17th nationally. There are nine five-star prospects in the state of Texas, Rod. The Longhorns, they get their first one. Texas, Georgia, Clemson, and Oklahoma all have one of them. Florida has two. Florida Gators there have two go. of the five stars mm-hmm. in the state, but the Longhorns got the one that they coveted most in Colin Simmons and a uh, big-time player. We'll talk to Jerry about him and what he's all about. Remember, last year the Longhorns had three five-star players, or, or you could say, even say four, because they had Arch Manning. Jonte Cook was a five-star player. Depends on what service you're looking yeah, at. C.J. Yeah. Baxter from yeah. Orlando uh, was either a four, but high, high force or even five-star prospect uh, in some service. And Anthony Hill Jr., the number yep. one defensive player. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, you it's only like you 40. Build. We'll ask Jerry how many there are this year, but year to year it changes. Usually they're only like 40, 40 plus five well, think, stars I in think the entire somebody country. Somebody texted us in our conversation on this before and said, Jerry, and Jerry will ask him. He said they usually do like 32, 32 and yeah. a half. Just oh, like because NFL. That's the NFL. It's first yes, round picks. Good point. Yeah, so usually it's like 30. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't a lot. No, it's not. If you get that five star on you. Man, they, that means that you they believe you're an NFL player. Like that's how complete your evaluation is even before you go to college. And you got three of them <laughs> last year, you had two or three the year before and now one this year and we'll see if that leads to more West Jerry that question too. Coming next, also before the end of the hour we'll go off the record. We also got to hit number 16 in our Ian Rod B Horn Top 20 countdown. That'll be coming up in the nine o'clock hour, rolling forward on a Friday. The Horn. Rod, this uh, recruiting conversation, you know, we're going to talk specifically about Colin Simmons and his commitment coming up, 16th commitment for the Longhorns. What could it be a springboard to more commits? Lynchpin recruiting. Yeah, we saw the Mm -hmm. Pied Piper effect with Arch Manning last year and all the recruits that came in behind that. Colin Simmons is that type of player, uh, at least perceptually in the state of Texas and then nationally. But it reminds me of... You know, we talk about the culture that Sark is building, but when you're when you're adding these top players, and Sark has shown you in in a short amount of time that he he subscribes to the Nick Saban adage: if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough, right? Xavier mm-hmm. Worthy was a star as a freshman. Right. Kelvin Banks was rolled out there as a true freshman and started every game and played great. So you start to look back at these classes of of recent vintage and even think about this one. You know, last year they had. Four or five star players, yeah, there are three or four. Arch Manning, John, the service you're looking at, yeah, John mm-hmm. Cook, Anthony Hill, and then C.J. Baxter. Which, if you combine those two things with what we've seen from Sark, I mean, you can it wouldn't be wrong to say that C.J. Baxter may end up being the feature back, or at least uh, one yeah, of the feature backs in this offense. Yeah, and that, you, you just John heard, Cook. You just heard Colin Simmons say they told me the plan. The plan is for me to play right away to start, and I'm gonna be out of here in three years. Like that, I'm assuming that part of the pitch is like, no, no, man, yeah. you're gonna play. And then you're going to play, and then you're supposed to go to the league. And the I guess for Quinn Euros to do what this year? Go to the league. Bowl out and go to the league. Go so the that league. then we can put Malik Murphy in there and keep the party going. Yeah, and get Arch <laughs> Manning ready. 
Uh, so no, I, I, I think so, you're right and, about and, that. And though. to hear Sark and the media availability this week talking just openly about Jontae Cook. Yes, even he was. even that deep wide receiver mm-hmm. room. Jontae Cook, five star player play from DeSoto. Yeah, get him on the field. And, but that helps you recruit. That's exactly young right. players because they all, all young players who are being recruited. They all want to play. They all believe they're good enough to play. And Anthony Hill Jr. would be another one that you're going to see early, well, whatever his role may be. Kind of a, a sick the ball Anthony Hill conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the uh, to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Uh, very familiar voice to these airways and a great friend. Also, I uh, heard from Rod Babers earlier this morning. Discovered Rod B. It's the truth. Down at DBU. Uh, first one DB to rate High. me, man. First one to rate me. He is Jerry Hamilton. Rod, uh, Jerry <laughs> Hamilton, what was your original scouting report of, uh, of, of Rod Babers at Le- uh, Houston Lamar? I'll tell you what's crazy about Rod Babers' recruitment is Jerome Sapp, obviously one of his good friends, yep. was the big name, right? And then mm-hmm. when you see Rod, you're like, "Woo, this guy can really, really run, man. I mean, like, that's the first thing you said, "Woo, this guy can really, really run. And the crazy thing about how talented Rod Babers was as a football player, he is just as talented as in what he does now. But as a football player, Bobby Bowden really only recruited the fastest guys in the country at that time mm-hmm. in the defensive backfield. And – Rod, I mean, Rod, you had a, uh, Bobby Bowden went in home. And he had, Bobby Bowden wanted Rod Babers. Hey. And at, the time, at that time, man, look, FSU was the school. Yep, they would DBU you then. Football. Yeah. And primetime. Yep. Primetime. <laughs> so that's all, you, that's all you need to know about how talented Rod Babers was. He was fast enough that Bobby Bowden said, I'm coming to Houston, and he could be a starter in my secondary. If you want to know how fast Rod Babers was now. That's, That's my awesome. man Jerry. See, told you. Now, how did you report. not? I mean, for for being such the Dion fan that you were, how did was you too far away for your mom or what? Uh, yeah, it was a little far. Uh, and and Jerry knows this too. It was RC Slocum. RC Slocum had a clean, a great line. He said, "Did you have your mom and dad watched all your games?" And I was like, "They go to every game, and I want them to go to every game they can in college." He's like, "You better stay in the state." He said, "Don't leave the state." He didn't say go to AM, Jerry. He said, "Don't leave the state." He just didn't know I was going well, end up going to Mac. <laughs> well, well, and it's a time. You know, it's funny now to talk about the time. I don't think people knew. I mean, RC, they probably knew Mac was a good recruiter, but AM had been on top for so long in recruiting. Yep. They didn't know they were bringing the birds to the cat, and Mac Brown was walking in after you. Great point. <laughs> great point. It's a great point. You're right no, about that. Say, we didn't know. Well, and maybe there's some, some, uh, some something symbiotic there with uh, Colin Simmons because it did sound like late in the recruitment that, that Colin really liked LSU. It's like I'm sure Rod and his would go to bed at night thinking, I mean, I get to wear that Deion Sanders Ooh. uniform. Oh, man. The prime time. His favorite. <laughs> I, this wasn't an easy decision for Colin. I guess would be the, the answer. And what what ended up? You were at Duncanville High School yesterday, Jerry. What was what what put the Longhorns over the goal line here? Yeah, look, I think this recruitment was always coming down to these two schools. I mean, anybody that's been on Inside Texas followed us on what we've said. It's really always been coming down to these two schools. Colin even said it at the on three NIL Elite Series in Nashville at the end of May. There, um, close to home family mom look if family wants to stay in texas uh his little brother he's very very close to if that family wants to stay in the dallas fort worth area and live in the dallas fort worth area then that's a two and a half three hour drive depending on what time you leave these days right from dallas to austin but baton rouge is six and a half hours away a plane flight at times uh, it's a long mm. drive and i really think all that came into play pretty heavily um, speaking with Colin a number of times throughout his recruitment. And I'll say this for Texas fans out there wondering one thing. 
if people are if people still underestimate how big the move to the SEC is, Colin Simmons isn't committed to Texas today if they're not moving to the SEC. Wow. This recruitment was always SEC. He was always going to go to the SEC. If you just look at his recruitment, he made multiple visits to Bama, Florida. He went out to Georgia. He made six trips to LSU throughout his recruitment, six to Texas as well. Um, this recruitment was always headed to the SEC. Miami tried to make a run. Oregon tried to make a run. But, you know, look, kids are going to go on visits. But this, this deal was an SEC recruitment. And if Texas was still in the uh, Big 12, I don't think they have Colin Simmons committed right now. And I'm, that's not to diminish the great work that Steve Sarkeesian, Jeff Banks, and the staff put in. Um, but they were also hired for a reason. And there's also a reason Texas is going to the SEC because so many of these, and Rod knows this from when he went through recruiting, watching Florida State, you know, when they were a dominant in college football. These kids have grown up watching the SEC win every national championship, dominate the draft, and win all the awards. Mm-hmm. That's where kids are going to want to play. Yep. And that's why Texas is part a big part of why the, the move is being made. I mean, and A&M has lost their built-in recruiting advantage through that against Texas. I believe this could have come down to LSU and A&M with Texas the number three school had they not been moving to the SEC. So you put it all together. And Sark, it was very popular with Colin's mom. She talked to me about it. We have an interview up on Inside Texas, how much she loves Steve Sarkeesian. So Jeff Banks has done a great job along I-20 repairing. Uh, he had a lot of repair work to do him and Sark did after uh, the last coaching staff. Um, mm. So they've, they've repaired that in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Now they have momentum. I mean, and then you, you, know, you look at it. Kelvin Banks came into Texas as the left tackle that Texas hasn't had in a while. I mean, it's been, what, 20? How many years has it been since Texas had a first-round pick on the offensive line? I it's believe close 22, to 20, between, 10, between 15 and 20, yeah. 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 Uh, now Kelvin Banks can see him being that going to Texas, being that left tackle, being that first first-round cap, being a new trailblazer of sorts. That's what Colin Simmons is going to be for Texas at the edge position. He's a dynamic guy, Rod. I don't know if you've broken down film on him. I'd love to hear your thoughts on him, but there aren't many better guys as a natural pass rusher. Now, he's got to get bigger, stronger, play gets to run. People are going to go at him. That's the best way you attack a guy like Colin Simmons, which is pure edge rush ability. They're better in the country than him in this class. Oh, that's interesting. And you would you say the same about, you know, he wouldn't be coming here without the SEC move? Would you say the same about Arch Manning and, and Anthony Hill last year? Um, I think there's some truth in that, yeah. I mean, if you look at Anthony Hill's recruitment, it comes down to A&M, Texas, Oklahoma. He wasn't going to go far from home. But, again, that, that knowing that Texas is making that move, I think is very impactful. Look, none of the Mannings have played outside the SEC. Sure. Yeah, good point. Archie Ole Miss, Peyton, Tennessee, Eli Ole Miss. Yeah, I think it helps. Now, Steve Sarkeesian, they would have been right there uh, with, with Arch Manning because he's got a great quarterback resume. He's a great quarterback developer. A.J. Milway did a great job with that, and Arch really likes the University of Texas and being able to be a student athlete in a major city like Austin um, so he can kind of be, get away a little bit from the football player. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a big help. I mean, the Manning is an the Mannings are an SEC family. Yeah. So maybe Arch would have broke the mold, but maybe he wouldn't have because Cooper went to Ole Miss too. Yeah, that's interesting. That's true. Yeah, that's a great point. And because the Texas fans are with all this the latest wave of realignment, Texas fans are still talking about well, maybe we should have gotten USC and UCLA. And that, but your point is, is spot on. That, no. uh, this this was this was for more than just the money of the SEC. It's for recruiting. It's to to play and, and recruit the biggest. What do you got, Rod? 
Hey, hey, yeah, go ahead, Rod. No, finish up, Jerry. I want to hear your thoughts. Finish up. Yeah. So, so just think about this move to the SEC and what this has done for Texas recruiting. They have five guys from the state of Florida. Mm. Two in the last class, three committed in this class. Yeah. Five. Texas hadn't signed five players from Florida since I've been following this. <laughs> okay? These guys, the SEC move is huge. Texas has now got – they signed a defensive lineman out of Mississippi in high school, Aaron Bright. Justice Finkley out of Alabama. Right there in the game in Georgia. That's a tough state to go win right now because yeah. Georgia's the best team in college football, and Dabo's right there, and Nick's still in Tuscaloosa. That is a hard state to win in right now. But to short choice, they, they're in there fighting a little bit, man. They've finished second on Daniel Calhoun to Georgia, one of the top offensive tackles in the country. You aren't doing all this without the move to the SEC. And, and, and I'll throw another one out for you, how important this is for Texas recruiting. And I'm just letting Texas fans know what's ahead of them, all these battles in future years. Brandon Baker, the five-star offensive tackle out of modern day in California. He visited Georgia. He visited Texas officially. He, uh, he, these kids like that. Ohio, they, they've grown up SEC, too. And I'm not saying he's not going to end up at Oregon, Big Ten Oregon, or Ohio State in the Big Ten. But, look, Texas being part of the SEC has more cachet with these kids. There's no way around it. Mm. You're seeing it from coast to coast. And Sarkeesian hired a staff, by the way, built to recruit in the SEC. Bo Davis, Jeff Banks, Kyle Flood, all these guys on that staff have a lot of experience recruiting in the SEC states. Hey, Jerry, when's the last time, as you've been following recruiting here for a long time, that you had a defensive edge prospect of the ilk of Colin Simmons, or have they ever? I mean, i got to go back to Corey Redding, maybe. But is that what we're talking about? It's a very interesting question. We've, we've had that one a lot. And I would say, you know, it's interesting because Sergio Kimble, Kendall was a running back linebacker, right? But those of us in the business knew he was probably going to end up as a defensive end long term. Talent-wise, he wasn't rated as high, but rack. Brian Arakpo yeah. had a lot of that juice naturally as a pass rusher. But Rack was 210-pound guy coming out of high school. Wasn't rated as high, rated around – he was a four-star, but maybe around 150, 150 in the country, right? But a guy that's ranked this highly – I mean, this guy had 22-and-a-half sacks at Duncanville. That's a national schedule they play. I mean, they play everybody. Um that is a different level, 32-and-a-half tackles for loss. For something, 32 tackles for loss, 22-and-a-half sacks as a junior. I mean, he has got – you know, what I went yesterday to give to kind of – to your point, Rod, I went by Duncanville yesterday about 7 in the morning just to get the lay of the land on three carried the uh, announcement. But then I went to DeSoto. And the reason I went to DeSoto, yeah, they have good players, but I wanted to get Claude Mathis's opinion on hmm. Colin Simmons. Claude Mathis, oh, yeah. longtime coach at DeSoto – He's coached against Kyler Murray, Miles Garrett, and all those guys. And I asked Claude, I said, Claude, how good is this kid for you who's gone up against him as a coach and had to prepare for him? He said, the only guy I've seen better is Miles Garrett. Ooh, wow. Whoa. At the defensive end position, who he's gone up against in the DFW. And there's been some really good players. So that's the type of talent level that this kid does possess. And I don't want to put unrealistic expectations on Colin. But, look, you're the number one ranked edge player. That's why I asked Claude Mathis, what does he think? He said, he said if you don't run at him, he said, if you let him start get, using that fast switch athleticism and he can chase your 
guy with the ball. He said his closing speed is off the charts. Um, so he, he's a he's a handful, and he is a natural edge rusher. Rod, I don't. I, I want to ask Rod if you've watched him. What are your thoughts on him? Because I see a guy. It's one thing to have twitch and length. It's another thing to be a natural dip and rip guy. He's still a high school player, so he has an, 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 an instinct and innate feel for rushing the passer. I mean, if you've watched him, do you see those same things? Yeah, I love his uh, like ability to redirect. He's and it, it, it yeah. uses his his length really well, uh, and he's got the, he's got a suddenness when he redirects in his pass yeah. rush. So I'm, I think that's part of the natural pass rushing ability is that when he uh, is almost like a redirects when he changes direction in his pass rushing moves, man, it is sudden. And I love his body. Yeah. He can put on some weight. He's long. He's rangy, and he's got bend. Um, for a guy that's long, yeah. he still has the ability to bend uh, at the point of attack, and I, I, I think he's great. I think I, I'm with you. I think he is for Texas. They haven't had a guy like this. Even Corey Redding, I, I remember when Corey Redding came in. Corey Redding wasn't a natural pass rusher. He wasn't. No, he, no. he right. He was a he, he was a hell of a prospect because he was running down on kickoffs, right? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, as a as an outside linebacker, a defensive end. But he wasn't a natural pass rusher. He wreaked havoc, and I think this young man has, like you call, kind of that innate ability to get after the opposing quarterback. And I'll I'll, I'll, put, I'll say one more thing about this, which I think is very important with a guy like Colin Simmons. He's not coming from a five and five program in the middle of nowhere. Mm. This guy's coming from a state championship-level program at Duncanville High. He has every day in practice since his sophomore year has gone up against Division One offensive linemen. He went up against Cam Williams in practice as a sophomore, right? I mean, think about that. Think about looking at Cam Williams across the way as a sophomore. Um, the kid at Oklahoma who's competing for playing time starting job there. He's gone up against great players. There's an expectation in that program. You know, Sark in his press conference after this 2023 class side talked about how many guys that were on state championship teams, won state championships, that level prospects they signed. Colin Simmons is the number one ranked edge prospect in the country that plays at Duncanville High School. He's coming in with a little different mindset than some guys have. And Rod hit on a great point. We had him on a live interview yesterday, and he said, you know, Texas laid out a plan for me to be a two-and-a-half-year-and-out player. That's <laughs> yeah. the way this guy's thinking. I mean, he's, I mean, like, it, it, that's kind of funny to hear, but he's going to be a three-and-a-half-year player because he comes in at midterm next year. But that's another thing with calling for Texas fans because we just keep things just keep coming to your mind in this conversation. He's a December graduate. He uh-huh. comes in in January. That is a big deal for Colin Simmons. That means he goes through spring practice. And he learns that scheme, and he gets with Tory Becton. That is going to help Texas get him ready to be that impact player as freshman year. Love it, Jerry. Why we appreciate it. Great stuff on uh, Rod's recruitment and all the way through Colin Simmons. I will remind you went over to Desoto High School, Desoto High, the uh, home of Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller oh. back in the day. Yeah, there you go. I got one more thing for Texas fans out there. I know yesterday was a big football day. Cam Scott, number twenty-five ranked basketball player in the country. 6'5 guard out of Lexington, South Carolina. He commits around 1 p.m. Central to that time today, live on On3. I think Texas is the favorite over Alabama and Ole Miss. Nice. Wow. All right, we'll be watching that. Randy Terry putting in work. RT. All right, thank you, Jerry. That's great Jerry, stuff, Jerry, you're the man. man. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Well, you guys are talking about pass rushers. Right? Awesome. You know, He is awesome. And I'm, Coming up in our next hour, we're busy, but I want to hear about your your in-home visit with Bobby Bowden and how that went. That had to be, how, how much fun was that? It was Bobby fun, is, Bobby's a blast. I, I thought think. I was going to Florida State before. 
Mag Brown. Mag Brown. Yeah. Uh, but that's interesting. We talk about great pass rushers at Texas. He mentioned Brian Arakpo, but he wasn't. He became one. He was skinny when he came in. Yeah, only two ten. And then there's God. He got so big. And then there's uh, you know Joseph Osai, who also learned football late and wasn't a highly ranked prospect, but became one. Corey. Sir Joe Kendall was an athlete. But the best pass rushers out of the Metroplex have gone to A and M, and that's Miles Garrett and Vaughn Miller. You're correct. And the fact that Colin Simmons, he's he's in that ilk because uh, Miles Garrett's from Arlington. Uh, Vaughn Miller went to DeSoto, and his, his senior year at DeSoto, he had 14 sacks. This dude, Colin Simmons, is a junior at 22 sacks. Yeah. No, you're right. That's he's a, prolific. Yeah, he's big and, time. And, and, you know, one, one guy out of, out of, I think he's out of DFW, I'm assuming he is, uh, Jackson Jeffcoat, not uh, like of the ilk of these guys in terms of recruitment, but he was a natural pass rusher. His dad. Exactly, and that's why you talk about natural pass rush. His body, he's, he's not you know considered an NFL body or anything, but you talk about natural pass rushers, and he was one of them. Go look at his stats. He was defensive player of the year in the Big 12. Yes, he was. Point. Yes, he was. Uh, and still, I think, is playing in Canada. He won a couple of uh, championships Jackson, up Jeffco. in Canada. Great guy, too. Yeah, he is a great guy. Hey, come yeah. back. We'll go off the record. Uh, maybe ask Rod about his Bobby Bowden in-home visit. How did that go? <laughs> Love hearing those cool stories from back in the day. Man. Uh, well, more stories to come, plus number 16 in our Ian Rod B. Horn Top 20 countdown. Plenty to do. Friday. Football Friday here on Ian Rod B. Well, problems up along I-35. First on the north side, southbound, approaching Runburg. Well, we've got some extra heavy traffic uh, beginning at about Palmer Lane. Uh, it would normally be heavy through there this time of day, but this is heavier than normal. So we're thinking there might be a crash. And on the south side of I-35, northbound, even slower from Onion Creek to Slaughter. Again, possible crash there. Uh, we are dealing with 183 on the westbound side uh, from 290 to I-35, slow. And on Palmer Lane, northbound, north of 290, we've got some backups because of a possible crash. Rutherford at Cameron Road, that's an injury wreck. I'm Don Miller. There's your traffic. The Real Texas Gun Show is returning to the Williamson County Expo Center in Taylor, Texas this weekend, August 12th and 13th. The Real Texas Gun Show. A wide selection of the finest guns, knives, ammo, and outdoor products from the finest dealers from the state of Texas. Bring that old firearm sitting in the closet to buy, sell, trade, or upgrade. Tickets are $10 each, 9 to 5 this Saturday and 10 to 4 this Sunday. Free parking at the Williamson County Expo Center. More info at therealtexasgunshow.com. The Real Texas Gun Show. Finding a good show to watch is harder than finding a match on a dating app who actually looks like their photos. What? That's totally me. Uh-huh. You need Prime Video. You can add over 100 streamers, like Max for And Just Like That, a new chapter of Sex in the City, in the same place you watch the new season of The Summer I Turned Pretty. Prime Video. It's the one app to unite them all. Prime membership and Max subscription required. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 
800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Seeking specialized patient-focused orthopedic care? Contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Our physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults. Spine care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and more. Whether it's a mobility or movement issue or a traumatic injury, our goal is to get you back to good health and quality of life. Visit us at TXOrtho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. The Horns text line is brought to you by Specs, a Texas-sized selection of wines, spirits, finer foods, and specialty beers. Cheers to savings. And now sports. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, the only local sports morning show in Central Texas. Austin's all-sports leader, The Horn. D.D. Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well I don't get a brain to head comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Sucks. Just sucks. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I got a couple of these. I do, too. And it uh, looks like Phil Mickelson may suck at gambling, as a matter of fact. because uh, <laughs> Ah, we suck again. <laughs> he lost 100 mil. 100 mil. Uh, uh, how much did he win, though? Do we know how much he won? This is like when people talk about Dax interceptions at camp. All they talk about is how many interceptions he throws. Nobody gives the, the touchdown numbers of touchdowns he's throwing in training camp. I know how much Phil's losing. How much is he winning? Did we get the wins? Our man Billy Walton didn't go there because exactly. uh, IRS might come. Hey, oh, that's <laughs> we heard you profited about $30 million over the last 30 years. We need that money. Well, we, we heard him say, uh, <laughs> we heard in the, the cut we played with he and Bryson DeChambeau, cash only, man. Yeah. We, we, we don't do no Venmo no up Venmo. and around here. We don't need records of uh, our transactions. We don't need receipts. Today. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> yeah, Pull out that. the cash. The cash. All right, what do you have in off the record there, Rob? Uh, okay, a couple of things here. Okay, so this Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, potential billionaire face-off fight, it just it continues to make the headlines. The latest nugget here is from Front Office Sports, so it's a legit place. They claim UFC President Dana White says he has recently met with Italian officials about holding it in the Coliseum. So Dana White's already promoting it, or at least trying to find a place for it. There you go. We're seeing a payday here. So there are different reports. Some people are saying it's not going to happen because there are injuries. I think Elon, is Elon Musk the one having the surgery? Something no, like a he surgery. says on a neck. He's having surgery. But then Dana White, Dana White still speaking to a fa- a, a, Italian officials at the Coliseum, apparently thinking this, this deal might happen. Yeah, there well, you might have some, but spinal, like Romo, spinal. <laughs> spinal. What was that, Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson, spinal. Uh, um, okay, you know who's a Swifty? You might not have guessed this uh, Hollywood big shot, A-lister, is, who was a Swifty, who admitted it? Yes. Kevin Costner. Oh. So he's a Swifty. Yeah. Well, remember, saw the Aaron Rodgers so video when he was dancing at the Taylor yeah. Swift concert? with um, the A-listers, man. They you know what's amazing? I, I, didn't, I haven't been to the Eras tour, but we've heard some great things about Taylor Swift, everybody that I've heard from, seen, talked to, that maybe they don't know a lot of her songs that went, have been completely blown away. She's, she knows it. She's a show. great performer. I've been to a Taylor Swift concert before, too. 
Oh, she, good for you. She, and she kills I'm none. Really? She's this a, was like a long time ago. I think still, remember, remember the, the audio legit? of J.J. Watt talking about that when he went with his wife and her girlfriends, and he doesn't know a lot about Taylor Swift, but blown away. So I mean, she's up there for three and a half hours. I mean, we're athletes, and we under, we appreciate the rigors she goes through night by night and mm-hmm. delivers, just pours it onto the stage. Agreed. We're amazing. So go ahead with your Taylor Swift. Who is Kevin Costner's in? Kevin Costner. He's the latest A-list celebrity. You sucked about either a bunch of these guys that are now on the Swifty bandwagon. Swifties. He just admitted he's telling the world, "Am I the closet man? I'm a Swifty." Well, I, you know me. I appreciate someone who writes their own songs and then can she's deliver talented. a performance like that. She's it's, the biggest pop star in the world. I mean, she is. she's the biggest she pop star in the world. I think Beyonce is like right behind her, but yeah. it's pretty close. Queen B, yeah. yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift's amazing. Well, you know, we talked yesterday about all the the bonuses she's given to her crew that make this thing happen because they're making so much money. The truckers get a hundred thousand dollar bonus they, at the end of the tour. When they're the trucking, truckers. I'm sure there's several. There's at least two setups because they have to be at, in advance setting up for the next. That's true. Because the stage is so elaborate. When this first came out, I saw the piece where, like, she has this this underground under the stage shoot that kind of shoots her like on a oh, rail. because it takes too state. long to walk? Right. Wow. So she goes down, and then she gets on this thing. She lays down, and it just and like it shoots propels her, her yeah, across the stage. Like to the whatever. other side. Wow, that's cool. Because it's a, just too long to walk. That's pretty badass. And then she comes. I mean, this thing is elaborate, but uh, apparently it's worth every dollar. See? I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I appreciate people who can perform and put on a real show like this. That's why, honestly, people don't like it. I appreciate, uh, honestly, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because he does his own stunts. He does a lot of his own stuff and stuff. He put, exactly. He's into being the showman. Yeah, you got to appreciate that, man. Well, I mean, the music, music music can transport you if you just put your head, headphones in and listen to it, right? Yep. Um, but at a concert, I mean, you want a little more. You want a little show. Mm-hmm. Um, She's doing gosh, that. Gosh, last uh, last September, we went to Nashville, outside of Nashville, and saw a festival and saw John Baptiste. John okay. Baptiste out yeah. of New Orleans, Louisiana. His, that album he had won like 12 Grammys. That's like a religious experience, Rod. It is. You wow. feel like you went. It is unbelievable, John Batiste in concert. It's, okay. It, yeah, it sounds like his album, but man, the show he puts on is, I mean, Little Richard like. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Big time. Nice. Uh, all right. One other and off the record, space tourism is happening, Rod. So now space sex is going to be a thing. Hold space on. So sex. Mile High Club. Now what are we calling the this? Two hundred and fifty Mile High Club. <laughs> two hundred. Most experts say it should be safe enough. Ooh. The main concern is if someone were to get pregnant, get pregnant for some 250-mile club, because even a day or two of the radiation up there could harm a fertilized egg and potentially oh. cause issues. Well, just that, use protection. <laughs> come on now. In Oof. space, there's all types of ideas I got come up with as to how not to impregnate a woman but have sex in space. <laughs> How do you do that like zero gravity? What are you doing? Like, oh, yeah. Around. Oh, the Kama Sutra. You can explore all different types of the floating, around. floating around. Oh, that's great. The dreidel. The dreidel. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Oh. Friday on Ian Rod B. Ty as well. The Horn. Aaron Hogan and Rod Papers, morning 6 to 11. With all the news, stats, and fun you need to start your day. The Jim Rome Show, 11 to 2. Interviews, your calls, and emails. And Jim Rome, the man with a take that doesn't suck. 2 to 5. The Horn welcomes the Rich Eisen Show. Sports, laughs, pop culture, and all-star guests. Then 5 to 7, our very own Patrick Davis takes over with the Sports Complex. Sports analysis, special guests, and more. 101.9 FM, 1260 AM, and worldwide on the Horn app. Austin's sports leader, The Horn. Delays continue on the southbound side of the interstate uh, heading toward Runberg uh, from Palmer Lane. We don't think uh, there was a crash there. 
It was really heavy earlier, but it's beginning to lighten up a tad. North out of the interstate, Onion Creek to Stasty again. Stop and go through there. North of there toward Riverside and Cesar Chavez. It's going to be heavy. That's some crashes to deal with. South Austin, South Lamar. This is going to be at Kenny. Also one at North Lamar. This is at Cooper Drive. Capital Texas Highway, Loop 360. Could be compromised briefly. Uh, right there on the southbound side near B Cave. I'm Don Miller, and that's your traffic.